Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. The showrunner camp, so that's the camp for the junior high and high school students. We do have signups already for those, and we have some teachers coming in, and we have experts from in town, and we have musicians ready to play, but pretty excited about that. That will be coming up on, um, starting on Monday, because the, it's so busy, they'll probably start setting up on Sunday afternoon, evening, after the, the activity with the consultant. So, um, getting ready for the showrunner camp, and then there will be showrunner camp classes all week. Plus, I, I didn't receive the confirmation yet, but uh, it is likely that we will have a memorial service on Thursday after, late afternoon because um, the following week. Um, blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who greets us in this and every season, whose word never fails, whose promise is sure. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Beloved and sovereign God, through the death and resurrection of your Son, you bring us into your kingdom of justice and mercy. By your Spirit, give us your wisdom that we may treasure the life that comes from Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I invite you all now to rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. Throughout Matthew's Gospel, Jesus and his disciples proclaim the good news that the kingdom of heaven is near. Here, Jesus offers several brief parables that explore the implications of this announcement for, the, for people's lives. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets 
but throughout the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The gospel of the Lord. May be seated. So talking about the way God works, John, John had already told me, um, given me this testimony and, and shared last week that he would like to share it this week. And it turns out that it fits so well with the gospel that we have this week. So that I was like, okay, between that and something that was shared at council, that covers the sermon, um, because it, it all does relate to each other. It's all about where, where is your treasure? Where do you find it? Where do you look for it? And then how do you treat it as something of value? So this is this collection. Uh, they're called parables, but in some cases they're, they're just a, a sentence or two. In some cases they're shorter versions of parables the way they're told in other, in other um, gospels. But it's a collection that is gathered together here under the kingdom of heaven is like. And something that Matthew uses is, is where Mark and Luke say the kingdom of God. Matthew tends to say the kingdom of heaven. There's a lot of reasons that, that the scholars think that might be true. One of which is that because saying God's name or God, which is what we call God, you know, it's not a name, but God um, is is considered is not honoring God. That by saying the kingdom of heaven, it's inclusive of the Jews too. One way or another, it's not about some apocalyptic afterlife time. This is not a time-related kingdom. Nor is it the type of kingdom that the people here would have been um, looking for, which is a, a land based kingdom or a regionally based kingdom. There's a professor that I used to have um, who used the word reign of God, the reign of God, because it, it takes us away from that place or time and saying this is where, where God is reigning. And then he goes on to describe all the different ways that you can come at how to describe the, what the reign of God will be like, what, what it'll be like in the reign of God. I love where he said in verse 51, have you understood all this? And they answered yes. Let me ask you, have you understood all this? <laughs> I don't think I would have been ready to say yes right there. It's like, what exactly are you getting at, Jesus? Um, so I love that they say yes, and I would, have, would love to know what, what they understood. But I'm going to point out a couple of things about the way, they're, the way they're grouped. So the kingdom of heaven is like the mustard seed. We're familiar with the mustard seed. I think everybody knows that this is, this is, this is a 
parable language, metaphor language, the mustard seed is neither the smallest seed that exists, nor does it grow into a great tree. It grows into a bush, a shrub, and in some places it's considered a weed. So now it is big. It does become big. It does provide, have large leaves, provide a lot of shade, and it's used in a lot of places. And what I'm told, this is what Karen shared in council, was it grows everywhere. Apparently there is no region of the world where mustard won't grow. And I didn't know that. So it's also ubiquitous, everywhere. Mustard will grow. It also means it's hardy. It's gonna grow, no matter what. What we do with it comes afterwards. And then it says, it becomes a tree so that the birds of the air can come and make nests in its branches. The first thing in this group is the birds have a space. I'm not talking about what the reign of God or what the kingdom of God will be for or kingdom of heaven will be like for humanity, but what it'll be like for the birds, meaning creation is included. All of what God created is included in the reign of God and in the holiness of the reign of God. That's where he starts. It's for the birds. Which doesn't exactly match with when we use the phrase for the birds. But moving on. Um, and then he says, another parable is like the yeast. Does anybody have an idea how much three measures of flour is? It's about a bushel, actually. Now, the last time I used bushel was when I had to memorize what it was in fifth grade. But um, that's about, what, 10, 10 um, gallons of, of, fluid, if, of fluid. So that's a lot of flour. Three measures of flour is what the priests were supposed to use to make the, the holy bread for the rituals for the season. So here we have this symbolic amount, three measures, which is a lot, that the priests were supposed to make. The priests were always, of course, men, and for use in the temple, which means they would not be leavened. And we've got a woman taking yeast, which makes it leavened. And so it's for eating. It's for every day. It's for the feast of every day. It's taking this thing that, that is symbolic of ritual and temple practice and putting in the lives of the people so that everybody has this leavened bread. It's a lot of leaven. The kingdom of heaven is, so those two kind of, there's, there's some um, turning upside down of expectations. We're, we're, we've got the, the mustard seed, which is um, a metaphor, and it's, it's I mean, parable, but it's also used metaphorically, that, that is, you know, includes creation. And then we've got this, this temple feast and temple sacrifice that is for people to eat. Then we move to the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid, and then he goes in joy and sells all that he has. All that he has, everything. What is that treasure that you say, I would give everything I have for? I would give everything I have for. Most people I know that's a who more than a 
than a what? Even so, what is that, that in your life you would, you would sell everything you had for the sake of? Is there anything? That's how valuable this thing is. And then he goes and he buys the whole field. So that's reminding us that there's more included. There's the treasure, and he buys everything he has for the whole field. Who knows what's in the rest of the field? Contrasted with, the kingdom of, uh, is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, or finding one pearl of great value. He went and sold all that he had. Again, sold all that he had, but now it's for, for one thing of great value. So it's this thing that is precious. We're talking about a precious thing hidden amongst everywhere, where you might not expect it, hidden in a field. And then this one thing that is so precious that you can spend your life looking for. Then the kingdom of heaven, so that's another pair. Then the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind, and it was full, and they drew it ashore, and they put the good into baskets and threw out the bad. Um, Or the bad is called bycatcher, right? And then you use it for other things. Um, which Which is an intentional use of God's resources. But it's about saying, bringing in everything, gathering in everything that can be gathered. And then the sorting, again, we're reminded it's the angels that will come and sort. The angels will come and do the sorting. So it's an inclusive image that tells us the angels are doing the sorting. Okay, we've got some, a bush for the animals, these upturned expectations for bread for the world. We've got treasure in a field. We've got a pearl of great value. And we've got fish that are going to all be gathered with those that are valuable and not valuable. All of that together means that that which is the holiness of the, the kingdom of heaven, the, the, the fullness of the kingdom of heaven, the blessing that is the kingdom of heaven, the glory that is the kingdom of heaven, is showing up in unexpected places, doing unexpected work, in ways that in some ways are very mundane. And that's the, the language that Karen used when she did a devotion. She said it's about the miraculous in the mundane, miracles happening happening in the mundane, in that everyday stuff that you're doing, checking, you know, if you're checking dumpsters, checking the dumpster, what is the miracle in the dumpster? What is the miracle in your pew? What is the miracle of last week? You may not have heard it, but at, at, when I was consecrating the Eucharist, Victoria said something really insightful. She said, you mean we eat? Yeah. And it was just a wonderful moment of, of how children can say something in such clear language with all the perplexity that it is stripped out. That's a miracle in that moment. And while I don't consider the consecration of the Eucharist mundane, it is still something that I do 
frequently, and there was, there was this gift of the moment. So part of this is about saying the reign of God, or I'm sorry, the, the, the kingdom of heaven, of heaven, this language Matthew uses, the kingdom of heaven is as we encounter it, as God gives it to us, and as we have an opportunity to magnify it. And then as John said, and share it with one another. Because that becomes then the kingdom of heaven for someone else. Look around you. Find something here now. Oh, it's part of the kingdom of heaven. And it's given to me today. And the death and the resurrection. The very turning upside down of expectations. Allows us to encounter that. Then it's up to you what to do with it. I invite you to rise as you are able. Let us sing. Let us confess together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, 
creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Confident that God receives our joys and concerns, let us offer our prayers for the church, those in need, and all of creation. Almighty God, we pray for the church and all servants of the gospel, equip rostered and lay ministers to proclaim that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Form, confirm, confirmants, and catechisms into disciples. Hear us, O God. Gracious God, we pray for all for the well-being of creation. Safeguard the environment, clean polluted rivers and lakes, preserve the mighty tree and the tiny mustard seed, and send advocates for sustainable practices. Hear us, O God. Compassionate God, we pray for the nations, instill in all who govern the ability to discern between good and evil, free those who are oppressed, and protect those facing danger, promote peace across the world and in our towns and neighborhoods. Hear us, O God. Merciful God, we pray for all in any need, protect those fleeing from war, shelter any who are in poverty, clothe the naked, soothe all who grieve, and heal the sick. Hear us, O God. Holy God, we pray for this congregation, both those who gather today and those absent from our assembly. Grant safety to travelers and refreshment and safety for children attending summer camps or community programs. Give direction to any experiencing life transitions. Guide our studies and discernment and equip us for abundant living the gospel in our community. Hear us, O God. Inspiring God, we pray for our leaders, Presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our Sister Synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Epiphany Lutheran Episcopal Church Valdez. Hear us, O God. For what else do the people of God pray? Today we lift up Dennis Mickle, who uh, has movers coming this morning to help take the last of his things and um, moving out of state. So we, we ask that you continue to comfort him in his grief. 
help his transition be as easy as possible and give him an open and new life in the future. Eternal God, we give thanks for your saints who now rest from their labors. Inspire us by their witness to treasure the gospel and continually nourish us with your grace. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Into your hands, O God, we commend all for whom we pray. In the name of the one who reconciled all creation to himself, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Pray for the peace of all creation. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. God of field and forest, sea and sky, you are the giver of all good things. Sustain us with these gifts of your creation and multiply your graciousness in us, that the world may be fed with your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together, the mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God who calls across the cosmos and speaks in the smallest seed, bless, keep, and sustain you, now and to the end of the age.
grace. Share the harvest. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, Current COVID policy and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.